Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Being and Making Disciples. Tonight, we're going to go Mythbuster style. We're talking about myths that hold folks back from evangelizing. Um, you know, Dan, I think uh, one of the reasons folks are leaving the church is because other faiths simply talk about their faith more, right? And we have data to support this in a, a recent episode about why Catholics don't evangelize typically. In a survey, only 3% of Catholics said evangelization is important to their faith. Well, tonight we're going to talk about why that might be. What myths do we have in our head? Um, so you ready for this, Dan? I'm sure there's something you think a lot about, given given your role. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 3% <laughs> is way too low. Let's bump that up. Let's <laughs> yeah, double so, that this year. Yeah. Well, we're going to only talk about we're going to talk about the top five, you know, the way there's probably many more. And uh, listeners, we, we just invite you to email us if you think there's one we missed or make a comment, because we'd love to tackle that in another episode. But we're going to talk about five myths, and we think that by knowing what these myths are, we can talk to others about saying, hey, that's not true. You have something to share about Jesus. You can do this. Let's go, church. Come on. Let's be missionaries. So um, anyway, Dan, get us started. What's your number one myth about evangelization that holds folks back? I, I talk about this one so much. I don't have to, or it's not my job. So this, I, this yeah. might be, if we were to vote, on the, these five, which is the biggest myth of why Catholics don't need to evangelize or don't evangelize, shouldn't evangelize, that's, that kind of stuff. This yeah. would be my number one, hands down. I think we just don't know that it's our job. I rarely meet a Catholic who kind of knows and has this ex, like explicit conviction. It's my job to make disciples. It's my job to go out there and share the gospel. And I don't know where this myth came from, when this came yeah. about, but I think like you go back to our, our parents, our grandparents for a long time, this has been a long held conviction. Um, I mean, there's, there are people who have taken apologetics seriously and they want to engage in, in, uh, in dialogue, that kind of thing. But like you said, I mean, 3% of Catholics, that's, that's really, really small. So somewhere along the line, we lost our heritage. We lost this idea that every Catholic has this, this great like gift, this great joy and responsibility of telling other people how good Jesus is. And I think that's the way we need to frame it. We, we shouldn't frame it as, or we don't need to frame it as like, you have to tell people about Jesus. You're obligated to tell people about Jesus. Instead, why won't, why don't you tell people about Jesus? Like, let's do this. Let's tell people what God has done for us, how much he has, he has how much he means to us, what he's yeah, he's changed in our lives, how much he's helped us overcome, how much he's helped us love people better and forgive and heal, all of these things. I mean, those are all of the reasons why we want to tell people. So I want to move from, uh, it's not my job, you know, that's the priest's job, or that's the bishop's job too. Job, job. It's not a job. It's a joy. Like I can't help but tell people about how good Jesus is because I love him so much. So myth number one, I think we can consider that debunked. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Dan, that this is... Like if you did a survey, this would be the top one. Um, and like I said, I don't know where this really came from, but I have to think it's related to encounter. You know, we talked about that in a recent episode that's related to this about why Catholics don't evangelize. These myths are definitely part of that. Yeah. But um, encounter, because if you've encountered our Lord, if he's changed your life, and I will add, though, you've had someone take you by the hand and walk you through that initial phase of like, rebirth you know into christ or re-entering the faith because i had a friend that did that for me right that walked me through that and helped me start to live as a committed christian when that happens you can't help 
but tell others about Christ. It's just like exploding, you know, you have to share it. Um, so I think encounter is a big reason. I think if you've encountered him, but I still think even if you have encountered him, Dan, someone's got to tell you. And this is our job because I think most folks that listen to this podcast are people trying to help others share the good news. Indeed, yeah. It's, it's our job to, to inform and remind folks and remind ourselves, this is our job. This is the mission of every baptized member of the church. Because I'll agree, Dan, I mean, I think if you asked the majority of Catholics, they would say, well, I, I go to Mass, I live a pretty good life, and maybe I, I do some charity work. And that's that's wonderful. Yeah. But are you on mission to save souls? All of us should be on mission for that, Dan. All of yeah. us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm you know I'm trying not to to use quotes because I uh, go quote last episode. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to go bring a whole him, episode him, without him, quoting anybody. Um, <laughs> but it's like works of mercy are essential. Period. Like yes, Jesus is very clear. You get into heaven by loving God and loving neighbor. And I don't want to. I don't want to take anything away from loving neighbor. I want everybody to to put as much resource and love and effort as we can into loving neighbor. So I don't want to take away from that at all. Yes. Um, yes. That alone isn't, that's not a sufficient sharing of the gospel. It's an, it's an essential sharing of the gospel, mm. but just like it's not enough to tell people about how good Jesus is without giving them their, their bodily needs. It's also not enough just to tell, to give people their bodily needs without telling them who Jesus is and why we're, why we're loving them because he first loved us and redeemed us and, and set us free to love others unselfishly. So to, I mean, to not give them either of those things would be to rob them of what they deserve. Yeah. I wish I had more quotes like you right now. Cause I know I've heard a quote. It might've been by a saint, but basically saying that, yeah, I mean, the greatest charity of all is to help uh, someone uh, convert, you know, to help someone in, follow Christ because all the other things overflow from that, you know, you mm -hmm. first have to meet Christ. So anyway, yep. Myth number one. Well, we can, we have a job to do folks is remind ourselves and help others that we work with every day. This is our job. Let's go do it. Indeed. All right. What's our second myth? Okay, Dan, this one is near and dear to my heart. Okay. I don't know enough. I don't know enough to share the faith. I mean, I don't know apologetics. I don't know all the Catholic answers. I, I just don't know enough and I, you know, and it'll flow into number three. So I won't spoil that, but I don't know enough. And, uh, Dan, I, I just can't tell you, I just can't say it enough. I want to shout it from the rooftop folks. If, if you know God, if, if you're, if you are a person of prayer, if, if you're trying to follow Christ, that's all you need to know to start talking about it, to start sharing the good news. Um, you know, I was around some evangelical Christians in college and this was not a myth amongst them, my friend. I mean, my first meeting, it didn't take very long being involved in that group. It was an interdenominational ministry. They had me learning how to draw a bridge illustration to explain the gospel and talk to people. They were training me to go strike up conversations with people on campus. It was right out the gates, man. So a child knows enough to share about God. And Christ yeah. asks us to be childlike. So don't worry about not knowing enough. And and, um, well, I'll keep talking. I won't keep talking, Dan, because it, it flows so nicely into number three, but I don't know enough. Okay. You know, I feel like I'm, I can't quote the, I don't want to quote the scripture on this. I just have to <laughs> allude to it. Yes. Um, that, I mean, even, even scripture kind of advises us, don't be too anxious about what you're going to say. 
trust yeah. and i mean this trust that the spirit will provide and absolutely um yeah we'll i think we'll we'll continue to answer some of the the possible objections to this but i'll just jump right in the next one i'll mess up that's the third myth of why we shouldn't evangelize and we're going to make mistakes it's okay that's part like you get better by making mistakes um, my dad had a, had a great saying. I guess I'm quoting my dad now, but it doesn't count. You can't stop quoting, cool. man. You just, just no, I can't. That's, can't. Like I don't even have my own ideas. I just recycle everybody else's ideas. Um, that experience comes from, or good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from bad judgment. And it's one of those things you you just have to get in and fail forward. And it's okay. I mean, it, it, not even to say you'll fail, but there's going to be times when you don't know the right answer, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You can just say, I don't know or I'm not sure, let me get back to you. And again, remember that there it's rather than trying to go point for point with somebody of saying like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to answer every question you have perfectly. It's really helpful to get to the heart of what they're asking. Like what you, you they might be asking about, okay, proofs for God's existence or something like that. But mm-hmm. is that really like, is that what, where they're unconvinced? I think for most people, it's something else. And so listening for what people are really talking about is just as important as knowing what to say. So embrace failure, embrace mistakes. You'll learn, you'll get better, and you'll be so glad you did. Because even, I mean, like have one conversation and then go go back and think about it or talk about it with some other person who's committed to evangelizing and see, like just replay it with them and ask for their feedback to say, hey, what could I have done better? And you're gonna, you're just gonna know, you're gonna think, oh, I wish I would have done that better. I wish I would have done that differently. And then next conversation, you're naturally gonna do those things. You're gonna avoid the same pitfalls. So uh, don't let fear of mistakes get in your way. Just go out, um, share who Jesus is and what he's done for you and share it with conviction, with humility and with great love and mercy, not pride or condemnation or thinking that, uh, I mean, we share, we share Jesus not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. And if we rest and rely on, on his goodness and not our own, we're going to be in pretty safe territory. Yeah, I love that, Dan. You know, I, I heard a quote by Bishop Barron about this once. Um, and he, he said it, it's, it's like going into battle, right? When you're going into that kind of conversation, it can feel that way sometimes. Um, you know, you're going to get into some, you might get into some mucky water, right? Someone might bring up a tough topic, something you may not know well. And, and just like a soldier in battle, you may get banged up. You may need to leave the battlefield for a little bit. You may need to regroup, receive some care, get some guidance, do some more training, learn a few more things, but then get back out there. So I can emphasize that. Enough. I mean, the only way to get better at sharing the faith is to keep sharing the faith. It's just like anything else in life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we. you know what? I'll mess up is a bad myth because, I mean, it's kind of guaranteed, right? Like, that's not a myth. That's a truth. Yeah. You'll mess up at sometimes. But, um, you know, it's amazing how sometimes we think we're failing and we'll we'll say something and we'll hear, like, I've had this happen to me where someone's like, you know what? You know that time you said this to me? That, that really impacted me. I got to tell a funny story, Dan. This just made me think of a story. Okay, so I was working at a cathedral in Orlando. That kind of narrows it down, right? So anyway, I was giving a talk after the Spanish masses. So listen to this. I didn't bother to read the translation. I got a different translation than I was expecting. I got the long one and I didn't practice. Shame on me. I should have practiced. I'm stumbling through this thing. Some people start leaving the church. I think what a disaster. One guy comes up to me after and he says, you know what you said today? 
I really need to hear that, man. So it's like, you know, we're going to mess up, but God's going to use things yeah. in miraculous ways sometimes. He's going to use our, um, our foolishness to shame the wise. So be childlike and just go for it. I think that's a, that's a key point is that when we evangelize, we're not the ones who are doing the changing. It's the Lord who does the changing. And if we really trust that that's going to happen, then we can have, we can relax a lot. We just kind of breathe easier and know like, okay, what's going to, what's going to be effective here is my witness to the love of God. He's the one who's going to change their hearts. He's the one who's going to convince. And so it's not your perfect argument. It's not my perfect argument or perfect reasoning. It's our witness of the, the, the saving and transforming love of Jesus Christ. And that's what we can have great confidence in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. So number four now, folks, this one is a, uh, is a passion point for me. So it's too complicated. I mean, the Catholic faith, you know, 2000 years of tradition, like, I don't even know where to start. It's just too complicated. Two thoughts on this. Number one is when, when we're sharing the faith, guys, it's really about that basic charisma call, you know, that call to conversion, uh, that call and, and evangelicals, that that's what they talk about. Right. And they, and that's, that's, that's the message again and again and again, right? Is, is Christ died for us and he rose so that we may have eternal life. And we get the chance to take it a step further as Catholics and say, and he gave us a church, you know? So there's lots. So really um, the key thing is keep it to the core message of the gospel. Christ died for you. Christ loves you. You know, we, we posted a, a quote by Fulton Sheen recently, but he says, there's only one way to win audiences. It's to tell about the life and death of Jesus Christ. He basically says everything else is a waste. That's it. I mean, I can't tell you how, how many times I've had to learn that, Dan, that it really it crystallized when I just keep the conversation about Jesus. So don't overcomplicate. Make it about Christ. And the second thing I'll, I'll add is I got stuck in a rut where I thought I had to follow a certain model of evangelization. I was around a ministry that did a lot of one-on-one -on -one discipleship. I said, okay, that's how I have to do it. I have to find someone that wants to meet with me. It never worked. You know what I came to realize, Dan? There are so many ways to evangelize people with what they're going through in life. If Say they have a, a tough time at work they're going through or a child who's not listening to them or they just went through something tragic. God is going to use us to speak in the most creative ways. So don't overcomplicate it. Like just go for it and keep it simple. It's about Jesus. And then everything else flows from there. His love for us, his church, his mercy. So it's too complicated. What do you think about that one, Dan? I like that a lot. I mean, it's just, yeah. there's a scripture quote that I could share right now, but I won't. It's from St. <laughs> Paul. But I mean, basically, like, tell people about Jesus. And yeah. I mean, Jesus said this himself. Paul said it. Tell people about Jesus and leave it up to them if they want to if they want to go further and if they have real questions they'll let you know and then we can answer those questions but i think it's almost sometimes i know when i was a lot younger i would get really really interested in okay i have to i have to use this argument from aquinas so i have to share this story from augustine i have to share this amazing miracle or this conversion story and i think i overcomplicated it and i think i tended to uh to answer questions that people weren't asking rather than just yeah. So like, cause Jesus is the answer to the question we are asking, like we are a question and it's like our, our, our whole lives is kind of a, this big statement of like, what is, what's the meaning of life? And we're also a response to that. Um, but Jesus is, 
he whom we seek with with all of our seeking and being so yeah let's and, not you know, complicate proclaim christ and him crucified yeah amen and you know you've um that's something that you've shared many a time that's helped me a lot don't answer a question that hasn't been asked so so i think i definitely similarly used to complicate because i like okay i have to teach them all these things so they have the right they have it all they need to have x y and z and uh z a you know every blah 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 blah, blah to be catholic well mm -hmm. you are so right dan don't answer a question that hasn't been asked just give them that and then they'll ask for more give them that so don't overcomplicate it love yeah. it indeed all right final one this is our final myth yes this one is it's it would be easy to confuse this one with the first one i don't have to and it's really kind of the flip side of this they don't need it in other words they don't need the gospel let's yeah. just let them choose their own path and i think we already kind of covered this when we were talking about like the works of mercy feeding like giving people their basic sustenance that alone is not is not sufficient um and the, the reason it's not sufficient is because that which people need and deserve not just need but deserve the most is to hear the gospel of jesus christ and to know about his saving love for for them specifically individually and to not share this is to to hide and not share the greatest treasure we have and i think it just an easy way maybe not necessarily an easy way but a way around this is to become intimately familiar with with our story and how grateful we are to god for what he's done to us especially i think yeah. if you if you have a hard time feeling that gratitude then i think it's great to cultivate that almost the memory of what god has done in your life so hey, that that's the old testament more, right the israel yeah. remember 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 yeah absolutely and i mean like god has done something for all of us collectively but he's also done so much for each of us individually and people want to hear both of those stories like right now i think more than more than ever they want to know like what did he do for you because yeah. i'm curious about what he's going to do for me like why mm -hmm. should i care and mm -hmm. when you see these people who are who are like just drunk on the love of god what they're what they're reveling in is what god has done for them and the grace the experience of forgiveness that they didn't think possible and I think especially if, if that happened a long time ago in your life where you felt and experienced that forgiveness and that union with God a long time ago, it's easy to forget what it's like to walk around wounded. Mm -hmm. um, and I, like I know this has really come up to me a lot recently. When I, I hear or I get exposed to, um, to people or groups of people who don't see with a Christian worldview. And like, I, I just assume for instance, that people are surrounded by not, not even assume, I forget that people aren't surrounded by like other Catholic families of people who like spouses who love each other and love their kids and are really willing to make sacrifices for each other, for the children, for the people they love. That's just like my, my baseline because I've chosen to be around people like that. And that's not most people's experience. Like a friend of mine told me he's a, he's brilliant. He's a philosopher and he's, he's teaching philosophy at a Catholic university. And he told me one time, one of the greatest proofs he sees of the, of the gospel, of what the, the kind of the difference that Jesus makes is he sees the sacraments working in people's lives, especially married people. Mm -hmm. The people who are drawing on the grace of that sacrament are just living joyfully differently. And I think that's what, that's why we share. It's not like, yeah, people do need it because they're, they're longing 
for the healing and the forgiveness of Jesus that he came to bring. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad we ended with this one because it reminds me of our, our five W's framework for ministry. The last one is why, but it's the yeah. thumb on the five W's because it gives you a grip. This really is about your why. So, you know, if, if you're, if someone's struggling with, they don't need it, then you, it, it begs the question, well, well, does Jesus matter? Does he matter? Does, does the church matter? Does, does this all matter? Yeah. Um, because if they don't need him, then, then you don't need him. So maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's a conversation you can have with someone. If, if they're thinking like, I just, I just want to let them, you know, just, uh, go on with their lives. I, I don't, you know, live and let live. I just want them to, to go on with their lives. And, um, that, that can be a good, uh, just a good challenging conversation to, to someone in ministry that maybe feels that way and say, well, well, does he matter to you? You yeah. know? And so anyway, I think that one's all about why Dan, um, but again, I think we, we go back to um, the beginning. The answers always seems seems to be encounter, right? But but encounter yeah. with um, Christ. But then but then we have to we have to help as His church, and, and like I mentioned earlier, help people walk in that in that mature Christianity. Because because you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but there was um, some research done recently about why people convert. Guys, as, as much as social media is wonderful and our pod, the podcasts are wonderful, we need to keep chewing on these ideas. They need to drive us towards relationship because that was number one. Relationship is what converts people. So that's encounter with Christ and his church. Yeah. And I mean, we've emphasized the importance of friendship in, in past episodes. I think that that demonstrates it. That was a Kara study that you're referencing, right? A Center yeah. for Applied Research in the Apostolate out of Georgetown. Well, um, I'm not sure where that part came from, but I know Kara did some research recently too that's saying that, folks, this is mission critical time because this um, time in the pandemic, they're saying that with the way the data is trending, a year, in in one year, we experienced what would have taken. 10 years in disaffiliation. So now more than ever, this stuff matters to get the gospel out to folks. Yeah, man, that's that news is as, about as bad as it could get. Like in, in one year, we've lost what we would have ordinarily lost in 10 years. Now, yeah, but it's even sad that we're like, but we would have, it would have taken 10 years to lose. <laughs> so we were going down anyway. So maybe it's good because we got there quicker. Right. Once no, down, the only way it goes up. Yeah, we, yeah, we, like, we skipped nine years of, of watching bad data and trying to fix it. Good point. Yeah, yeah, a good point. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, we should. Uh, what can we do about this? Yeah, solution time. <laughs> yeah. So What's number one, pray, and Amen. I'd say th pray for a lot of things. the The first thing I want to encourage uh, friends, you listening, the first thing I want to encourage you to pray for is your own encounter with Jesus. Amen. And if you, uh, if you've already had that, awesome. It's yeah. time for another one. If you haven't, the Lord wants to meet you. I'm like, I hope you're, you're watching video right, right now, now. So in, in his word. Yeah. Like Bible. the Lord he's wants ready. to he's meet waiting. you. <laughs> and the, the way you can do that, there's a, a number of ways you could do that. Um, find somebody who this is actually not, I'm going to go in order in their mind. So the first thing go in and read through the scriptures and um, especially like read what Jesus says when he, when he talks about why he came. So you could go to Mark's gospel and read about the healing of the man who was lowered down through the roof. And uh, people were frustrated when he said, your sins are forgiven, but that's why he came. And then read through the passion and read his words on the cross 
and then read in the resurrection and just let me like soak in the words of Jesus and make a, make a prayer and give him space in your heart, give him space in your mind to respond to you. So make that sincere prayer, like, Lord, make yourself known to me. And, uh, and I have full confidence that he will. And then look for people who are already living that way and ask them to pray with you, ask to, to share their way of life with you. Um, so that you, once you've had that, that change, you can then share that with other people. What else can we do, Justin? Yeah, well, on that note, you know, Dan, I was watching this uh, training video about men's ministry, but this guy said this well. I mean, it's it's not an exact formula, right? But it really helped me. And he was in charging guys in men's ministry because a priest had shared this with his leadership team, that the battle is 80% spiritual. Okay, 20% management strategy, all these creative things we we try to do. It's It's 80% spiritual. So we need we need to keep our, our our faith lamp our lamp of faith burning bright, folks, and that's what causes the overflow. But um, so then off of prayer, Dan, number two, what we've been talking about, my friend, just do it, just go do it, just try go your best. You will learn. Don't you know? Just go, just go, just do it, just try, just try. Even if you're nervous and you start in like online chats or whatever, in comments, just somewhere to get to get going. Um, and um, but what I found in in my life is. I become a missionary when I'm around other missionaries. You know, I need to be around one, two, maybe a small group of other men that that are, um, you know, it could be a co-ed group, whatever. It's 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 a group that is wants to do this too. You know, Dan, I think back to when we were both living in Orlando, we were in a little uh, group together, but we that, those were guys that were committed, right? It was it was yeah. great, and and we were reading. What did that What did that cause to have happen? We were reading Curtis Martin's book, Making Missionary Disciples. It just naturally happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just get going and find someone with you because because when you go into battle and fall down, you need someone's going to pick you up, encourage you. And guess what? There's going to be times where they're down and you're going to encourage them. So just do it and, and find someone to go in the battle with you. Amen. Amen. And then finally, uh, this is really connected with prayer, but just pray for intercession and trust in the in the Lord. Um, trust in Our Lady, trust in St. Joseph and all the other saints because they're in heaven they want that person to love God and to know God's love just as much as you do. Um, so pray, trust in the Holy Spirit that he will act in their life. So so there we go, folks. Myths busted, right? So just, just to walk through them, Dan, number one was? I don't have to. It's not my job. It definitely is. <laughs> yep. Number two, I don't know enough. Do you know Jesus? You know enough. Go yeah, for it. Yeah. Number three, I'll mess up. Uh, maybe, yes. but that's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> Do it anyway. Number four, it's too complicated. No, it's not. Just just tell about Jesus. Only answer the questions that have been asked. Yep. And then finally, uh, other people don't need to hear the gospel. Not only do they need to, they deserve to. Amen. I love that. That's a great way to end. See, people can start quoting Dan. See, I mean, people can start quoting you, man. I like that one. So um, anyway, folks, um, we hope you enjoyed uh, busting these myths with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends. Please share it with others that are entering into the vineyard or already in the vineyard of ministry. And um, we have more advice on, on things like this or thoughts. And we interview lots of other folks in this area. So check out past episodes and also our book, uh, Go Make Disciples. God bless, my friends. <laughs>